0: Marshal, You didn't find him? I thought maybe they came back out here. What about T? Carol? I didn't make it. That doesn't mean the others didn't. We're going back. Daryl and Glenn, you come with me.
1: Such a sad episode.
0: Yet you didn't cry.
1: Well, because I've seen it so many times.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that doesn't stop you sometimes.
1: Yeah, but you kind of gave it away. You looked up at me like you were the governor. Some sick pleasure.
0: Oh, so if I didn't look up, you would have cried?
1: I was about to, and then I saw you look up at me, and I was like, Why is she looking up up at me? (laughs) Trying to get some sick pleasure out of a tear coming out of my eye.
0: I like seeing you be a little bitch baby (laughs) sometimes.
1: So this is the, uh, this is the, this feels like a damn mid-season or a season finale.
0: Yeah. I mean, I asked you if it was a regular 45 minute and you said, yeah, that kind of surprised me. Yep.
1: It's a, it's a normal episode in terms of length. So
0: wait, how many, how many episodes are in the season? 16? 16. 16. Yeah. So this is like a quarter of the way. Yeah, Yeah, like exactly a quarter.
1: Yep. So, all right. And we're not doing this one alone. We're being joined by our first returning guest. Her name is Amanda McKenzie Hernandez, or as we like to call her, Amanda. (laughs) Uh, She is uh, not on the line right now. I'm I'm about to call her. Normally, we have them on the line.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't. Changing it up. You just weren't prepared, that's why.
1: And so she'll be joining us here shortly, um, but before we get her on the line, we just want to do uh, our quick introductions, not bore her, you know? Yeah. Um, so uh, do the things you do with podcasts. Oh. Please rate, subscribe, share, uh, follow, uh, tag. Sure. Hide and go seek. Whatever. Whatever's what? the cool, hip thing in the year 2025 when someone's listening to this. What? Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, so that's uh that's the stuff that you have to do. You have to do that. You have to go to anchor.fm slash don't dead podcast, send us a voicemail. It's it's so cool when people do that. Yeah. Um I will admit. Yeah. Oh, oh and uh um uh on Spotify, um we had our uh, poll that was posted or a question or something like that. I'm pulling Spotify up right now. Well there's now.
0: a question and a poll.
1: Yes, we kind of alternate them, I think. Somewhere along the line, we'll screw it up. But uh, I think the last episode, Walk With Me, we had a question and we got a response that was pinned. I I, I have the ability to pin them on oh. Spotify. So if you're on the Spotify app, you can uh, see the uh, question and you can see the answer that was pinned.
0: Yeah, see, he doesn't for, let me do this stuff.
1: For Walk With Me. Uh, so the question, yeah, it, it was a QA. and uh, a Would you stay or leave Woodbury? And uh, our our dear friend, CC Cola, Came back and uh, said, I personally would probably not pick up on the signs so my dumb self would stay.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean.
1: And there it is, pinned, for everyone to see on Spotify. Ain't that cool?
0: Yeah. It's a neat
1: new thing that Spotify's, uh, I guess, testing. So go check it out. Leave us a leave us a reply.
0: Interactions.
1: And uh, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool way to interact with us and we'll pin it and do all that stuff. Um, so yeah, CC Cola, you make a good point. I think a lot of us would probably stay yeah, I at mean, Woodbury.
0: Yeah, cause we look at it from like the audience perspective. It, yeah, I bet it'd be completely different. You know. Yep. Being there.
1: Yeah. Um, so that's that, and uh, I don't think we have anything else to do. By the way, we're just covering episode four of uh, season three, "Killer Within." So it's a uh, it's a big episode, and uh, we're gonna get Amanda McKenzie Hernandez on the line here. So let's go ahead and dial her up. I'm not gonna give away her personal information let's turn her up here there we go all right here we go
0: i also have the sneezes hello
1: all right amanda can you hear us yes all right you are our first returning guest on don't dead open inside um we're we're it's it's so cool to hear your voice because it's been since season one so it's sort of like a morgan thing going on here
2: oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so good to be back thank you for having me
1: absolutely so uh before we get into it before we get into the the segments and everything uh what's new what's going on well so you're are you like you're currently watching season 11 right yes okay without spoilers because we're clearly not there yet uh and we actually haven't even started watching it what's it like so far
2: um hmm. without spoilers cuz I would never don't want to give anything away. <laughs> <laughs> um it's good. It's it's different. It's a little bit darker, kind of like a horror movie feel to it. Um they're definitely bringing the horror back into the show.
1: Okay. Interesting. Right. Would you say it's a uh cuz like season 10, what like what was the overall consensus on season 10?
2: Um, it, it was a good season. I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, I know there's a lot of people out there who maybe did not. Um, but again, I can't give any spoilers.
1: I was going to say, so um, is like, it, but like, is it a better season so far? Like, do you feel like you like this one better than season 10 or?
2: Yes. Yeah, I, I do. And then of course I really liked, I mean, I like all the seasons. I'm a hardcore fan. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing I really don't like about any of the seasons, um, but I am really enjoying season eleven. Um, they're they're definitely bringing back what the show's been missing as far as the horror aspect. It's it's really good.
1: Cool, cool, and it's just it's it's kind of wicked to me, like that it's ending. It's it's sort of surreal. Like uh, like I always knew it was gonna happen at some point, but it's just it's so crazy that it's it's about to come to an end.
2: I know, it's it's crazy, it's sad, but they do have the spinoff shows.
1: Yes. So um, the
2: Walking Dead universe, you know, continues on. It will live on.
1: It will live on, uh, <laughs> since this is only an audio podcast they, and there's no visuals here. <laughs> Haley was making, a like, a squinchy face, which, why were you making a squinchy face?
0: Because, yeah, sure, it's a part of the Walking Dead universe, but do they count? What? Are, oh, 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 the spin-offs? spinoffs? Yeah. Do we... <sighs>
1: It's, it's for people like, you know, us, like Amanda, that, that once the OG show goes off the air, it's, you know, it's, it's, I
0: guess, I guess
1: it like, like, cause they have, they have a couple that are coming out. As far as I am aware, they have tales of the walking dead, which is like an anthology they yes, have, I'm
2: looking forward to that one so much.
1: Yeah, yeah. So basically Black Mirror, but in the Walking Dead universe. Mm. And then um, then they have like a Daryl Carroll spinoff coming up. Really? Yes, which mm-hmm. I don't think has a title, right?
2: No title yet.
1: Yeah, that's untitled. And then they have the other ones as well. They have World Beyond, and then they have Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of Walking Dead out there still. but There
2: is. And they're all connected. Fear the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead World Beyond are all connected to the original Walking Dead show. So they are all important.
1: Yes. And yes. and the Daryl Carroll will obviously be connected. So really the only one that maybe will feel the most disconnected
0: is Tales, The anthology.
2: Yeah. Although so. they did say it's supposed to have some old characters and some new ones. So I think that one's going to be very interesting.
1: Interesting. Like characters that were killed off and now they're just like showing before stuff happened or characters that might have went away? And
2: Um, I think characters that we saw die already in the show and, um, you know, coming back and telling maybe a piece of their story that we didn't get to see.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Well, they did that with... um, they did that with that guy, that uh, the Joe guy from uh, uh, the Red Machete. The Red Machete. Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about, Amanda? they
2: had the Red Machete. Yeah, the, the the shorts that they had. Those were really good.
1: Yes. So to fill Haley because you're, again, yeah, making up. Do you remember in season four when Rick bites the guy's neck out? Yes. So they, uh, later on in the show, uh, like seasons on, they did um during breaks they would do little mini i guess short film kind of things and one of those things was called red machete and it was the it was basically following the path of Rick's red machete and at one point the guy that Rick bites the neck out of Joe he gets the red machete so mm-hmm. see I, I
0: never watched them as they aired so i wouldn't uh, okay know. so
1: but they did that and so i guess that's sort of like what tales of the walking dead is going to be where they bring back a character that was killed off and show in a lo- like fill in a gap, I guess you could say. Um, yeah, should be cool. Um, But we're focusing on the OG, the thing that got us here in the first place. We're on season three, episode four, "Killer Within." Um, Amanda was supposed to join us for the first episode, the premiere. It just felt right, Um, but that was my fault in terms of planning, in terms of preparation. Yeah. Blame Eddie. But I think this is a better episode to bring Amanda on if for no other f- reason than when you first came on the podcast, we talked about this episode in that episode. We talked about the the Lori death episode.
2: Yes, I remember.
1: So kind of coming full circle here. Uh, it did. Yes, you're on this episode, which is great. Like, uh, I'm sure we all three can agree that this is... Um, up until this point in season 3. So, th- four episodes into season 3, this is my favorite episode of season 3 is is that unanimous?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um
1: Do you feel like this is your favorite so far out of the four episodes of season 3?
2: Yes, I mean, definitely the most action-packed, but also the saddest too.
1: Yeah. It like gives you everything. It like plus because um, I don't know if you watched prior to that, if you watched the third episode, which is basically the whole Woodbury introduction episode. Um mm-hmm. It's such a jarring thing to, you know, go from no Rick, no prison, no nothing. And then all of a sudden we're back into the prison. And yeah. not only are we back into the prison, but we're back into the prison full fledged. And they're they're knocking us over the head. <laughs> not once, not twice, not three times, but repeatedly. <laughs> <laughs> It's crazy how, how packed this episode is. It's, it's a, it's, I think it's one of the most standout episodes of the whole series. It's, it's one of the ones that's most unforgettable.
0: Yes, I'd have to agree. I mean, like, I haven't seen the show or even like the season for that matter as much as you have, Eddie. And um, I don't know how many times you have, Amanda. I'm sure you're pretty close, because I'm pretty much like a one and done kind of deal, but I have seen the whole, like up until where I am twice. Yeah. And this is, and I'm very forgetful. You know, I forget episodes here and there until I watch them again. I'm like, oh, yeah. But this one, I definitely remember. And I mean, there's a few things here and there that I, I you know, little details I forget, but no, this one definitely stands out to me.
1: Yes. Um, so we'll, we'll let Amanda kick this off with overall thoughts before we get into the segments, overall thoughts on the fourth episode, which let me, let me pull it up on, um, just like the reviews of it. I can't imagine it being, it has to be fresh on, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. Not that Rotten Tomatoes is the, the end all be all, but we like Guinness. to kind of reference it when it comes to this. Killer Within, Rotten I can't imagine Tomatoes. it
2: being any lower than like a 95.
1: What do you think it is, Amanda?
2: Um, I would say it has to be like a 96, 97. I mean, it's a really great episode. Yes. I mean, it has, like we've said, it has everything in it. Yeah, um, I'd imagine they would
0: only knock it a few points for like the people who are like really upset that Lori got killed off. Okay. Oh,
1: wow. So this is on 23 reviews. It has an 87%. Really? Yeah. The critics' consensus is with the shocking loss of two main characters, Killer Within doesn't hold back on delivering finale-level action. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Wow, that's lower than I thought it would be.
0: Um, oh, I think it's the lowest so far.
1: Yeah, it is the lowest so far. Yeah, last episode is a hundred percent. The Woodbury introduction is a hundred percent. Oh
2: wow! If I find uh, the Woodbury one is definitely one of my least favorite from season three. Thank, it- you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you.
1: Yeah, for some reason that's a hundred percent to keep the because f- last episode we um, we quoted. A couple of these critics so it's kind of fun to see them here again tom fitzgerald he writes once again the point is driven home that there is no room for compassion in this world okay uh kevin fitzpatrick wow just wow heartbreaking intense as we found killer within to be we expect this to be one of the most hotly debated of the walking dead episodes um yeah for sure absolutely so uh amanda your overall thoughts
2: I mean, I love the episode. It's, it's so tragic. You know, it it does have a lot in it. It's actually one of the only episodes in the entire walking Dead show that actually has made me cry like a lot, you know, the other ones like I've teared up, you know, I feel the emotions, but this one really gets me. Um, yeah, this one's actually the one that still makes me cry because of course i rewatched it before. And, um, yeah. It gets me every time. Um, it's just overall, it's just an amazing episode. The acting in it from all of them is incredible. Um, it has so much action in it, so much Walker kills. I mean, it has everything in it that you could ask for.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Uh, Haley, overall thoughts.
0: Yeah, definitely going off of that, the acting in this is incredible from everybody. Um, yeah, I mean, I can understand, you know, like, thinking about it. I can understand the 80-something just because it is two main people. And especially since we're later on, it's more attached than however many, like, seasons, like, worth of main character kills there have been. Or many episodes, I mean. um, So, but I would say this one's my favorite because, like... I, I deem things that are my favorite because of how much they stick in my head, memory-wise. And, yeah, I mean, it's just a great episode. Great.
1: Yeah, I remember watching this when it aired, and uh, it just, it was one of those ones where when it ends, it's sort of, I looked over at my buddy Mike, and I and him and I were literally speechless. Like, when you get this invested into a show where you feel like you're losing actual family members or yeah. friends or colleagues, whatever you want to say. You look over at your other person that's watching and as that's as, as invested as you are, and you're like you feel like a piece of you has been ripped out. And and I uh, and no pun intended. Yeah. And then you and then you realize once that you know kind of settles and simmers, you you realize, oh man, now I gotta wait another week <laughs> to 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 pick up, hopefully Because sometimes The Walking Dead does that to you where something like that will happen. Next week's episode won't have (laughs) anything to do Uh, with what you just saw. And then now you're forced to wait two weeks. So you're thinking to yourself, oh my god, please, please let the preview tell me that next week is going to be the follow-up to Rick falling on the ground. (laughs) Luckily it is. Luckily it is. Uh, We pick right up from that moment. And uh, it's great. But... It's yeah, I think this is I think this is uh, one of the top five most heartbreaking episodes, I would say. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah,
0: Yeah, I agree. I just want to follow up because I really love what they do sometimes, especially when it's like a super hard hitting episode. Mm -hmm. I love like how you're just like like you're saying like you're in awe, like like in shock and the credits are silent. Like no, like. Score or anything yeah, playing, yeah. like to even, you know, lighten the mood. It's just nothing. Yeah. Black with text.
1: That's a cool creative decision to have no score playing at the end, just kind of let the credits roll.
0: And you're just sitting there, like, like yeah. you don't even have, like, the, the score, like, you know, to even lighten up anything or feel something. Cause, like, you're sitting there watching this as it aired and it's just silent. Silent.
1: Yeah. Cause they know you have to process. Oh, yeah. So, um, those are the overall thoughts. I, I I really can't imagine someone out there like, you would only hate this episode if you don't like this much heartbreak. Yeah. Like, like That's why you would not like this episode, because of how impactful it is. But other than that, I can't imagine people not liking that. If for no other reason than the Lori haters. <laughs> Lori's gone now. So I guess you're happy. <laughs> I guess you're happy she's off the show. Um, so getting into it. Favorite scene or moment? We're going to, I guess, keep that kind of circle going that we just did. So we'll we'll go Amanda, Haley, and then myself. So Amanda, kick it off. What is your favorite scene or moment?
2: Um, I'm going to go with when Herschel is up moving around and um, he's walking out into the, the prison yard and everyone's just watching him. And, you know, they have that moment of just happiness for him and all looking at each other. proud of him they're happy they're just taking in that moment of something good and that i think that's my favorite scene from from that episode yeah
1: yeah yeah, i love it because uh glenn does the classic uh you know can we
0: just have a good day well
1: yeah like that line but he does the classic thing that glenn would do which is in this world he kind of forgets for a second and then he does like you know way to go herschel and then daryl instantly reminds him you know like, like like don't don't yell like you got to keep it down here, man. Um, Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it is great. Plus like I kind of forgot about that moment. I forgot about it and then watching it now having been a few years removed because this is the I think this is the first time I've watched this episode post Scott Wilson passing away Herschel. Um, So it like anytime you see him struggle or try to overcome it's now in a post scott wilson world it's it's even more kind of like oh, man i miss you man
0: don't even remind me don't remind me
1: Ugh. but you know it's that it's a great moment it's a great moment that because they do that a lot you know they they give you that little piece of hope
0: they let you breathe
1: they let you breathe and then they they rip it out take from it under away
0: you. Yeah. yeah
1: which is great too the way they do it with that one kind of Starts with Lori, goes over to Herschel, Beth, and then it goes down to Carl, and then the camera turns, and now we're into it. Um, Great moment, great moment. What's yours?
0: Um, Mine is, I feel like it's kind of an obvious one, but, I mean, this always, like, stuck out to me. It's the exact moment when, like, starting from when Maggie looks out the the door, like, having the baby in her arms and, like, seeing the walkers kind of there and, and, you know, I mean, you kind of, like, at first you kind of wonder, like, well, how do they even get out, like, to go into the courtyard to begin with? Mm-hmm. And then you just realize that Carl just killed his mom. I don't think he's stopping at, you know, let anything else get in their way. But it's the moment you hear the gun, like, starting from then, and then Maggie looks back and she's kind of like, oh, God. But then she hears the gunshot. Mm-hmm. And I so love the fact, excuse me, that that was off screen, and you just watch Maggie's face, you know, like recoil in horror, mm-hmm. and you see Carl come out of the darkness, you know, with that kind of like a blank expression, yeah, and like, come on, let's go.
1: Did anyone else think that when it aired, right? Obviously, when it aired, that they that they pulled the classic. You didn't see her die. You didn't see Carl shoot her. So there's a thread of hope that maybe he didn't actually shoot Lori did. did Cause I know I, I did exactly I did. right. Like I,
2: yeah, I had hope for a while that she was somehow going to turn up and still be alive. Because we <laughs> didn't see her death. Right.
1: Yeah. Like,
2: so yeah, I had hope
1: it's cause I mean, what just a couple episodes earlier, they, they did the thing with Andrew, uh, where Rick, locks him outside says you better run.
0: And he just came back this episode. And he
1: comes back this episode and he wreaks havoc. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, granted I didn't watch it when it aired, but I remember when I first saw it, I didn't think that only because I like had she not just been cut open yeah. and yeah. like had her innards removed and yeah. <laughs> and even Maggie said like she got a vein. Um even though like, you know, there have been people and like Closer near death situations like the Andrew was thrown out into a herd or whatever. Yep. I just don't think they would have. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't think that. that. No, no, I think she was like too far mutilated that matter. <laughs> and like, especially with like how much blood like she lost and they even showed it on Maggie's hands. And okay. I don't know. I feel like uh, that would have been a stretch Oh, definitely a stretch. Yeah. Others you could kind of, like Andrew, you could kind of forgive, you know, he's like feisty and whatever. And I don't know. And plus, like with her whole, um, Lori's whole monologue, uh, it was like kind of live, let, let die. Yeah. Like that was just good.
1: Yep. It was good. It was good. And I just, uh, I do remember holding on to hope there, but then, and then I think in the next episode they kind of clarify, you know, what's going on and we see some walker that ate her or something. That's, I think, what's suggested that a walker ate her. I think so. Um, so, yeah, definitely held on to hope. But that's your favorite scene. Wow.
0: Yeah, the, the moment that Carl pulls the, trigger pulls the trigger and he comes out of the dark and Maggie's face, faces, she's just, oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I think she's more shocked about that than the actual, you know, baby delivering itself. Yeah.
1: I, I You know, I, it is so hard to pick favorite scene. Um, I don't know that I've had a more difficult time picking one in, in like in an episode because this is it's pretty much entirely great. Like there's mm-hmm. not a single ounce of fat on this episode, um, although it is weird when you binge and you don't have to go through commercials where they, it kind of goes to black and then it goes back to Woodbury yeah. and then it comes back and then it goes back to Woodbury and then it it keeps cutting back and forth.
0: Yeah, it's kind of jarring.
1: It is jarring, and I like it, but I I recognize that it is jarring, um, so it's hard to pick. I mean, a couple honorable mentions just really quickly: uh, uh, the governor doing his golfing session, <laughs> and he hits the he hits one of the walkers in the head with oh. a golf ball. Like that's that's amazing comedic relief in an episode that needs comedic relief. Um, like that's just a phenomenal moment, um, but. If I had to pick out of all of them, if I had to pick one, I'm going to go with the fights between Rick, Andrew, um, and everybody else involved in that room, which culminates in basically the prisoner. And I forget his name. Uh, what
0: Alex ha- or what ha- Axel? No, no, no. Or-
1: he's the He's like the hillbilly guy, the guy that oh. shoots Andrew. What's his name? Oscar. Thank you. Thank you. Oscar. Uh, it's basically like a standoff with Oscar and he has to pick and choose between Andrew or Rick. And, you know, it's so tense. It's, you feel like Rick, like, you know, Rick's not going to get shot. Right. But in the moment, anything feels like it's possible. And then of course he makes the decision to, to kill Andrew and turn over the gun. And I love the way he turns over the gun. Mm -hmm. Because He sees Daryl coming from the side doing his classic Daryl pose where yeah, he you know, looks
0: like a crab, <laughs>
1: like, like, like he's in a stance that just wants to pounce, kind of thing. And I thought I, that was funny, but I love that transition because it's you know, dude, you can trust me. Here's me proving that I want to be a part of this group, I'm gonna take out one of my own for you. Uh, it's so great. I love the stunt work involved, like in a fight scene like that, where you know uh it looks like andrew lincoln's doing a lot of his own stuff which is really cool um and so i i i don't know because i don't think i i don't think i rationalized that 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 it was andrew causing all this in the moment i like i don't know who i thought it was but i remember watching it not going oh it's that guy that rick locked out yeah you know
0: yeah and you kind of like i don't know about you but even just watching it now, like in the very beginning, like with the whole opening of the lock, and whatever, and the luring of the walkers with the meat, I was like, who is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, he kind of just left and we're binging it and it already left my mind.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why they kind of let the camera focus on him for a little bit, you know, like I don't know if you noticed that, but he kind of he stays in frame for yeah. for a little bit so that the audience can kind of go, wait, who are you again? Oh, Oh, God, you're the yeah. guy Rick thought he killed. Yeah. Um, so that's my favorite scene, just because of what it does in terms of Rick trusting the the fellow two prison inmates um, and going forward. Even though it's short lived, they don't live past this season, but uh, right. it's it's great. Now on the flip side, because normally we play audio clips, but I don't think Amanda can hear them, so that would be kind of yeah that would be unfair to play them and not have you hear them. So we're gonna skip the audio clips for this episode. But going into least favorite. Uh, scene or moment, what is your least favorite scene,
2: Amanda? Um, it's actually when Lori dies.
1: <laughs> I feel like you I said like, that. I feel like you said yeah, that in the. Yeah,
2: I believe I've said that um, the last time I was on. Yeah. And yeah, no, for me, the, my least favorite of this episode is definitely um, not just when Lori dies, but that whole moment um, of, you know, watching her die up into the point of everyone's reactions, including Rick's, because it's just heartbreaking. And yeah, that's definitely my least favorite watching Rick cry over it and just, you know, because we never seen him up until that point really break down over anything and her death just, it hits him so hard.
1: Yeah, it's a different kind of breakdown because he does break down over Shane, but yeah. it's, it, it's more it's of different, a, it yeah. is different. It's, it's different so hurt. different. It's so different. It's a, uh, you made me do this versus a, uh, what just happened?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, he's rolling on the floor crying and, you know, this is Rick Grimes, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking to see him going through those emotions and what he lost because even though him and Lori had their problems and I know there's a lot of Lori haters out there. Personally, I like Lori. Um, but Rick still loved her despite their problems and everything. Maybe they would have worked them out. Maybe not, but, the love was still there. Yep. Yeah.
0: And I really like there was a very brief moment when um, and I feel like it was intentional um, when Beth and Lori were helping Herschel, you know, get up on the crutches and walk. Um, and they,
1: and they kind of look at each other. That's what you're going to say. No. No. Um, it's R- Rick and Rick and Lori.
0: I'm not. No. Oh, OK. <laughs> um, no, it's when they're still like in the cell. Um, like Uh, getting him up and Lori's kind of like, you know, guiding him, like making sure he doesn't fall over And the light coming from the little walls in the prison is reflecting directly on her wedding ring. Really? Yes. And I I never caught that before. I mean, like I was like, it was like glimmering and like, and obviously like her wearing a wedding ring is a costume choice, like intentional. Yeah. And I was looking the whole time to see if, you know, if uh, Rick was wearing his too. Was he? I couldn't. You couldn't tell. I couldn't tell, but it was very prominent, and I feel like that was intentional to show that, like, she very much still loved Rick. Yeah. Like, to wear her red- her wedding ring. Wow.
1: Yeah. See, I thought you were going to talk about the moment that they looked at each other, but no. I never noticed the. Right now? Now I'm, I I kind of feel like I have to go back and look. I never never caught that. Um. Yeah. So I was going to ask Amanda because uh, you're a mom, correct? Yes. Was was watching her give birth kind of in the most un un uh, supervised way kind of just you know no medicine, no no Aesthetic, anything nothing did like because Haley was kind of squirming and mm. Haley isn't a mom <laughs> like <laughs> she's like like what is that like is it is it hard to watch that particular scene where she's literally giving birth in the the most old fashioned of ways?
2: It really is. And I think that's why that's my least favorite scene. I mean, not to mention she dies in it, but also the fact that I am a mother, you know, I've been through labor and um with no medication. But oh, wow. um it's it's tough and I can't even imagine trying to do that in that type of world, you know, without any help, without the people, you know, without medical care if needed, you know? Yeah. And just in that kind of brutal world i can't even imagine and it, it is hard to watch as a mom um definitely you can feel her pain
1: yeah yeah i feel like since she knew she was going out sarah wayne callie's i feel like she just she let go of all like any fucks that she gave and she was just like <laughs> i'm just gonna scream my head off
0: yeah n- that, especially because that felt real like i know it wasn't i very much know it wasn't but yeah. that like that was like blood curdling yeah she
1: was like i'm leaving the show and i'm gonna leave a lasting sound impression because when she screams standing up and uh i think maggie has her hand or something underneath and is like catching the blood or something
0: like watching for you know feeling for the baby yeah. crowning
1: cool oh, yeah man.
0: she's trying to
2: catch the baby blood
1: curdling yeah. uh the way she screams yeah it's bad um so that's the least favorite scene. Is that is that your least favorite scene or do you have a different one? I have a different one. Okay.
0: This might be a controversial. Oh, boy. But I'm going to cherry pick you know, uh, a culmination of a few scenes uh-huh. and group them all together by saying every single time that it cuts to Woodbury. Every single time it cuts to Woodbury? Pretty much.
1: Yeah. You don't like? Wow.
0: I do not. They're except for, you know, the golf scene, only because they do a really cool transition where he swings, swings and, and then, then, then you it, hear a gunshot. Yes. Yeah. That one was is cool. it is it Woodbury or is it because of Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> uh, It's it's only because okay, hear me out. You we just had a whole episode dedicated to these people. Uh-huh. And I think and, you know, it doesn't make much sense to do, like, a whole episode this week, a whole episode of this this week. And, you know, I understand you have to have the B-plot to, you know, keep up to date with the timelines and whatever. And um, But I just feel like, and I understand the fact that, like, you kind of need, like, a breather because this is a very intense episode. But personally, I feel like because this is such a heavy episode and there's so much going on, that... Like, every time it cut, like, even though there's no commercials, I was like, God, just get me back to, what? what's going on? Who's even, like, where is who and what and what? Yeah. Like, it, it just, it was aggravating. Like, it was like, you know, like, toe-tapping, like, come on, get over with. It, you know, I just, I, and especially because the episode was so short, and, you know, it feels like it should have been longer. I feel like that was just not entirely necessary. And I understand, you know, what it did, what it provided, you know, giving uh, Merle the information about Daryl and Michonne and what uh, whatever. Yeah, sure. Okay. But I it was just uh, annoying. Not unnecessary. Annoying to me.
1: It just would have been, you feel like it would have been better suited in a different episode.
0: Correct. Like, this one was just like, there's very important events happening in this episode.
1: Yeah. Well, and- I feel like that kind of segues into my least favorite scene and it's only because of the I feel like injustice that is done to this character which is t-dog and it's the scene where he sacrifices himself and it's such a short scene yeah and it doesn't really give you time to process ultimately a character that's been with the show since season one losing that character the way that I personally would like to obviously this is a personal thing I would I just would have liked to have been given more time the way Lori was given time. Right. To because the unfortunate part for uh the actor, Irony Singleton, is he was given this episode to depart in. And unfortunately, this is obviously this is referred to as the Lori Death episode. So yeah. T Dog is so overshadowed by Laurie dying that it's a shame. And so it, had they kind of cut down on the transitions to Woodbury, I feel like they could have given T-Dog a better send-off, not, you know, he runs over to the walkers, Carol leaves, and then we get a cool neck bite shot, and yeah. that's it. Right. Uh, the second
0: one that he's gotten in this episode. I,
1: yeah, like, I I don't know. I I just would like to have seen more of, you know, I don't know how they would have done it, but I just would have liked more of a send-off to, to the character of, of T-Dog. And I don't know if Irony Singleton is is bitter about it. I don't know if he's,
0: I would be, I would be,
1: you would be bitter about being stuck in this episode and oh, kind of absolutely. forgotten. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know anything about that, Amanda? Like, have you heard anything? Has he said anything at a convention or something?
2: Oh, I don't know.
1: No, <sighs> I would love to ask him. I'd love to be like, are you ultimately bittersweet or like, are you bitter? Sorry about being put in that episode the way it was, the way it was written. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'd like to know, though. Um, but that's my least favorite scene, just the way they do it. Yeah. Uh, but moving on to MVP of the episode, Most Valuable Player. Amanda, who are you nominating as the MVP of this episode?
2: Um, well, you just talked about the scene. So my MVP for this episode is definitely T-Dog for sacrificing himself to save Carol.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, Sometimes I because like I've I've seen the episode a few times. Ha, like, have you ever wondered, did it, like, was it really necessary to to sacrifice himself? Couldn't they have just taken them out?
0: Uh, I mean, he, well, the thing is, he was bit anyway. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: but I don't know. Yeah. That's got to hurt to get bit. So uh, why would you want to yeah, like, why would you want to do it again and again and again? I'd be like, all right, we're going to plow through these guys. And then yeah. I'll just die naturally. I'll turn or something. Yeah. I don't know that I would just run towards them and let them attack me. Yeah. Because it, it was only two, right? It was only two.
0: I couldn't tell. It was very dark. That's, thought, yeah, that's, a, I, I thought it was only two. Well, I'm going to add to you, like, you're in just that scene. That scene was very dark to me, at least. Yeah, like, it was yeah. a flashing light, yeah. but you couldn't see much. And that was the last scene he was ever in.
1: Yeah. <sighs> He is an MVP though for for saving Carol because she becomes, you know, she's still on the show in season 11. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she's so, getting her own
0: spin-off, you know. Yeah,
1: so Carol, I mean, had T-Dog not done that. We wouldn't be getting the Daryl Carroll spin-off. Right. So um I don't know. I just every time I watch that, I feel I like I mutter to myself, was it really did you have to sacrifice yourself? Did you have yeah. to? <laughs> you couldn't have like slid and like knocked them off their feet or something. I don't it's know. a
0: heat of the moment thing. I guess.
1: Um, is that your MVP? Or do you have another controversial one? I
0: don't know, it's not controversial. Okay. Um, I mean, mine has to go to, you know, um Maggie.
1: Maggie for delivering the baby.
0: Yeah, and actually, like, you know, doing it like so that she didn't kill the baby. Yeah. Because I mean, like, anatomy anatomically speaking like doing a c section is is very hard yeah because like the uterus is very thin yeah so it she could have very well killed that baby especially with you know carl's like fucking knife
1: I, but I do love how the show makes it seem like if you just cut along an old C-section oh. scar, that you can deliver a baby. Yeah, <laughs> just cut. It's 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 like you know, like uh, connect the dots, or like you know what I mean. Like just just cut along the line, and you're good,
0: and yeah. you're golden. And you're golden, <laughs> and you're golden. Yeah,
1: who needs to go to school for for no. years and years to know how to do that? No.
0: <laughs> but you know, it was just smart of Maggie to at least somewhat kind of know what she was doing like
1: and she said that what herschel gave her practice or carol gave her practice or told it, her something no,
0: herschel gave carol practice she didn't know anything i thought
1: maggie said she's heard something from Maybe carol heard or something. something
0: but she wasn't like trained or anything oh uh,
1: yeah because it, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be carol carol doing
0: right it. in yeah. the cell block Yep. But you know it it all comes down to making quick decisions in the heat of the moment and for Maggie to do that and good. Yeah. You know.
1: At least she apologized. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Um yeah, there's a lot of MVPs in this episode. I mean, you could say Oscar is an MVP. Yeah. I was uh, thinking about that. Uh, uh Carl is yeah. a is a badass MVP because I mean, dear lord, you put your mom down. Nobody's safe. <laughs> like, right.
0: and I mean, he got them back to the courtyard safe.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, shoot. I don't know. It, it. It's a. It's a tricky one here. And I mean, then you could also say Michonne is a is the MVP because she's picking up on what the governor is really doing. So to transition, as much as you don't like to, back to Woodbury, the whole subplot of what's going on there is equally as intriguing, which I do feel like had they just given this its own episode, they really could have gotten some real good moments out of it. But I love the scene where he walks over and they have the back and forth over, you know, oh, it's a shame that Wells didn't know anybody. Thank God, right? Thank Thank God. God. Like, So I think I'm going to give it to Michonne just to kind of, you know, switch it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Because she's picking up on uh, the governor's shenanigans. Very... Very well.
0: (laughs) And I mean, her plan about going to the island smart and about being on the coast is smart.
1: Yeah, but if I was Andrea, I'd be like, okay, so what happens when we get there? We just grow old and that's it? Like, there's an actual community here. Like, I understand both of the points of views. Um, Yeah. But I love Michonne, especially when she looks at the bullet holes and she's like, what, you think biters learned how how to shoot now? Like, she is so smart.
2: so smart. Whereas I know I... I... She's questioning things. Andrea doesn't question anything. Yeah. (laughs) She's like, she sees this good-looking guy. She's like, this community. She doesn't question anything. You know, she buys everything he says. Michonne's like, you know, she sees his lies.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Andrea gets a drink of hard
2: liquor.
1: Also, I mean, Merle kind of starts picking up too, right? When he goes over to the governor and he says, I want to leave and go look for my brother. And the governor keeps basically saying, nope, nope, you're not going to do that. And then, so people are picking up on him and I think it's thanks to Michonne. So Michonne is the MVP of this episode, but all three of these are like the one, two, threes of the episode MVPs. So, right. Um, all right, now that didn't make sense. This is one, this is like a free for all. So really nobody can, like, like we're not going to start with Amanda, go to Haley, come to me. Anybody can say something that didn't make sense. So Go. (laughs) Uh,
0: I want to point out, not that it didn't make sense, kind of, but I think it was a funny little uh, thing, and I mentioned it when Maggie freshly delivered the baby. You know, it's kind of a game like I like to play where it's like, is it real? And like sometimes it's very obviously fake, sometimes it's very obviously real. And it kind of depends on the shot. But there is one shot for like a second, a split second, where like the whole time the baby's covered in blood and, you know, fresh from the womb. But there is a split second where it's not, where it's just like completely clean. And you know that that's a like a real baby, Mm -hmm. like to get the cries from it. But you could see its leg like from the knee down, just kick ever so slightly. And then it cuts away. And then you see it covered in blood again, and I think that's hilarious.
1: So you're saying that they actually they they cut from a prop baby to a real baby?
0: Oh yeah, I mean, oh, I don't know. Like that. to that? I mean, that's what they do. I like, thought
1: the I thought the whole thing was a fake baby, with, with like post production cries going on.
0: Oh, I mean, you could see it moving. Oh, I don't at know. At some point, I just
1: thought it was like maybe Lauren Coan underneath moving the foot or something.
0: <laughs> no, uh, no, you. It, if you could pull it up again and see yeah. it where, like, it's real. You could see that it's huh. real.
1: Interesting. So it cuts to a real baby, cuts back to a fake baby? Yeah. Kind or something
0: Like, <laughs> something. Something like that. But you could just see it's very clean. Yeah. Like, noticeably. So it,
1: so that's really not that it doesn't make sense. That's more like a continuity
0: Oh, yeah. Error. Yeah. Which, in a way, doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. Doesn't
1: make sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we're talking of like, continuity. Oh, my God.
0: Just
2: like, you know what <laughs> I mean?
1: <laughs> Amanda, do you have anything that didn't make sense?
2: Um, no, not really. Um, not for this episode.
1: Everything kind of felt co like pretty cohesive to you.
2: Yeah, it
0: did. <sighs> um, how long of a time span do you think it was between Andrew being locked out and now?
1: Um, either
0: one, Amanda. I can't, probably Im- a couple of days.
2: Yeah,
1: I can't imagine more than like it has to be under a week.
2: Yeah, I mean, the timeline on The Walking Dead is more condensed than what we think. So I'm really going with like a couple of days. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because it's more, and I understand it's a big prison, but it's like, I mean, especially since not all the cell blocks are clear and all of what's clear is what we're seeing Mm -hmm. and you know what the other guys are in. So it just makes me think, how is this guy on his own? Yeah. In the prison doing what he's doing.
1: Gotcha. To me something that doesn't make sense and maybe it does if you rationalize it is the the alarms that are going off and that they're that they're kind of functioned by this like power source that's in the basement kind of thing like like I'm confused as to how that is the the trigger point of the alarm system like I don't understand how that works and how Andrew even knew about that to set off the alarms I like to me it doesn't make sense I don't know how he knows about that um
0: uh, I guess
1: when you're in prison you you start to learn the tricks of the trade
0: I mean Oscar said he worked in there for a few days or something so I guess like some people have knowledge of it huh. question mark
1: I don't know honestly that's the only thing that to me didn't didn't add up was the, the fact that they
0: work I mean well is, that's
1: but just the fact that someone knew how to set them off. And then, of course, set them off right at the right time, you know, right when Rick is basically looking at the other two guys and how like coincidental it is. But that's getting nitpicky. But it's really just the alarm system is sort of like, it doesn't make sense to me. But I can forgive that one. I can let that one go. That's not like a, you know, Carl aging (laughs) 20 years as the show goes (laughs) on. That's a big one. But um,
0: or Judith aging. Like, well
1: well well Judith kinda makes more sense, I think, eh. as the show goes on. They do time jumps. Carl's the one where it's like I don't think anyone can justify that one.
0: I think like later, like in the later season, like Judith is suddenly like eleven or something. Yeah, because
1: there's like an actual time jump.
0: Oh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there's a six
2: year time jump. Yeah, like there is? they oh, I don't they
1: know. specify it like
2: time jump. Oh.
1: Yeah, with Carl they never really specify it. So you're kinda left to go, Well, two plus seven equals twenty. <laughs> right. Um so anyways that, yeah, there's really not a whole lot that doesn't make sense in this one.
0: Yeah, just, I mean, off the top of my head. Wait, not that it doesn't make sense, but question. They, there's, like, a body in the hall, and it's, like, a just a corpse, but they really make it a point to, like, have him, like, the center of the screen. I couldn't tell who it was.
1: Where are you talking about?
0: Um, They were... At well, what moment? It was... I can't remember if it was before or after they passed by, like, T-Dog's Fresh Remains... And there's, like, a guy just leaning up against the corner, dead, a corpse. Huh. And I don't know if it's just some rando guy, but I was, like, just trying to look at him. And I was like, this does not look like a familiar face to me.
1: Oh, I don't know. Could have been accidental. Had no purpose, really. Um, Now, to to conclude it, because this is the, uh, the moment where you are fist pumping in the air. You're going, yes, this is... I have to call somebody i have to let them know if you haven't watched season three episode four watch it for this moment this is the fist pump moment so what is yours amanda
2: um wow well i mean again this like if you're always telling somebody to watch this episode it would be for the non-stop action and deaths that happen in it um Also, you know, the moment when, you know, you already mentioned it, when Oscar shoots Andrew and shows his loyalty to Rick in our group was a really great moment, too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that that's definitely a contender for me.
1: So you're going with that one where Oscar shoots. Oh, me? Me? No, 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 no. Amanda. Amanda.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, that's that's the moment I'm gonna go with because that moment got me excited when I was watching the show. Whereas everything else, I was like sad and shocked about, you know. Yeah. (laughs) But in that moment, I was like, yes, you know, Team Rick. He's Team Rick.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I do wish this podcast was filmed because (laughs) if anyone, (laughs) like, if the camera cut over to Haley, she has like you kind of have the sniffles a little bit, like you have, you have the sneezies as you call it, and you have like a freaking. You have a freaking tissue hanging out of your nose. It's it's it's, it's great. It's phenomenal. Oh, I'm so I do glad. wish the podcast was filmed just for those moments. Just uh, moments like, like this? Yeah, like I would cut back to you and it's just hanging out of your nose.
0: Wasn't I like clipping my toenails <sighs> on one episode?
1: Yeah, you were like, you were clipping your toenails. Like, we're, we're doing a podcast here. What are you doing? <laughs> Save that for when we're done. <laughs> um, no. Okay, so that's, that's Amanda's fist pump moment where Oscar shoots Andrew, shows loyalty to the group and uh, turns over the weapon. Um, your fist pump moment.
0: I guess mine's a controversial now. Okay. But mine was actually when T-Dog sacrificed himself for Carol. That's your fist pump moment? Yes. Because Interesting. If, Dark. Yeah. Because, I mean, it really shows, like, one of the many moments that shows, like, everybody's, like, you know, how loyal to this group That they are, that they're willing to, you know, throw themselves in harm's way Mm -hmm. for the sake of somebody else. And mind you, like, these people, like, aren't really family, like, save for, like, you know, Maggie and Beth and then Carl and Rick and stuff like that. But, like, like, you know, to the Daryl and Glenn and T-Dog that don't have family in this group, it's like, you know, I am willing to die so that you can live. Uh Uh-huh. Like, and, you know, for the sake of, you know, Carol, who becomes this amazing, you know, leader later on. And we don't even know that now, especially as the season's airing. We're just seeing her develop. But, you know, it was a very quick thinking, you know, like, we're trapped, now what? Mm -hmm. And T-Dog doesn't even, like, hesitate. To like go yeah, like, well, because
1: because I don't really feel like we hear about this too much, but in this episode he talks about like religion and God, and uh, so you kind of figure out that T Dog's I guess a pretty religious dude. So he uh, he has faith that you know everything happens for a reason, and this is meant to happen, and this is yeah. you know God will look out for me, and and all that stuff. So he makes a pretty quick decision to to do that. Yeah. With his faith probably right. leading the whole thing, right? Um, interesting, interesting. Uh, the the fist pump in this like older Eddie, like younger Eddie, uh, would have picked probably you know I don't know Lori dying or 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 you know anyone that you guys have chosen
0: that didn't make Amanda happy.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, uh, older Eddie today, Eddie is, uh, really focused on minute details and, uh, a very small thing is worthy of pumping your fist into the air. Uh, and what I'm talking about is when Merle goes over to the governor playing golf and he says, you know, Hey, I want to go see my brother. My, my brother's out there. If, if, uh, if he's out there, I'm going to find him. And the governor is so adamant about not letting Merle go. Uh, probably because he, you know, is the the governor is picking up on the fact that Merle's maybe well, getting... Merle's an asset. Well, yeah, Merle's an asset, but he's also maybe picking up on the fact that Merle could switch sides, could you know abandon anything, right? And so he
0: probably like has heard a lot of word from this group, but they're strong, they're good stuff like that.
1: Yeah. So the 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 fist pump moment, and you really have to look. But it's there. It is it's not a TV flicker. It's not anything. It's I don't know if David Morrissey is doing this on his own or if they the just I ha- twitch. Yes.
2: I caught that too.
1: I don't know if he's actually able to do that on command or if that was just something that happened and then they kept it in the in the scene, but it cuts to a really close-up of, of David Morrissey's face and like his right side is twitching and i take that as like dude you're on my last nerve like you're not leaving
0: And he sounds so jolly
1: but he's yeah he's keeping the facade of the governor but underneath he's boiling and he's like dude i'm about one club away from (laughs) from knocking you over the head if you suggest leaving one more time and it's phenomenal it's such a great little tiny thing that you have to really look for and i'm Honestly, shocked that you picked up on it, Amanda. Because I, I didn't. Yeah, like it's so small, it's so subtle. His twitch, but uh, to me, that's why he was casted as the governor because he's so charming and so disgustingly villainous at the same time. Um, it's it's great, uh, and 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 I've met David Morrissey in, in in real life, and he's the nicest guy. So it's so weird. It's so weird. I talked about it in the last episode where my niece took a photo with him at like age 10 and I Don't touch my niece. I was like, yeah, like part of me was like, "Oh, this is great." And then the other half of me was like, "Get away from her. Like, you're the <laughs> you're the governor, dude. Like, don't touch my niece." Um, it's phenomenal. It's so good. So, if anyone listening doesn't know what I'm talking about, please look at that scene and look at David Morrissey's right side of his face and he twitches. And it's 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 I'm throwing my fist up in the air for that because that's that's a great detail right there. So that is the coverage. We did it. We got through the the heavy episode that's called Killer Within. Um great stuff. I loved it so much. Uh we didn't do the statistics about it, but or the analytics or the credits or whatever you want to call it. Just really quickly, it's directed by Guy Furland, written by I'm gonna butcher this sang. Koo Kim, Sang Koo Kim is the writer of the episode. And it originally aired November 4th, 2012. So next year will be the 10 year anniversary of when Lori left all of us. And We're T-Dog, different. and T-Dog. Um, so yeah, that's that. Uh, Amanda, where can, because you're you're a part of some groups, That's that's pretty much why you're on this whole podcast because of this group that I was able to, Uh, stumble across on Facebook. So uh, the main group, and then you're in like a bunch of other groups, but you're the admin of The Walking Dead After Hour.
2: Yes, The Walking Dead After Hour. I'm the co-owner and admin there. And if anybody's listening and wants to join, please go for it. We'd love to have anybody and everybody. Um, We try to keep our group as friendly as possible. And it just has so much so many great incredible fans and it's run by fans for the fans
1: yep yeah and
2: um yeah
1: it is great it is great and you know i've since i'm not keeping up to date with the show i kind of shy away from it a little bit because i know you're probably talking about what's going on currently so
2: yeah we do talk about the the current episodes
1: yeah yeah so i kind of poke my head in and then i leave and because i don't want to spoil anything just yet um, because we'll get there eventually. But it's it's a phenomenal group. Uh, all the information uh, there will probably be a link in the in the show notes. So check it out if you're on Facebook and you want to join a a terrific group that's dedicated to The Walking Dead. Do you, and you guys cover other shows like the other shows or just The Walking Dead?
2: Um, we do The Walking Dead, Fear the Walking Dead, The Walking Dead World Beyond, any Walking Dead spinoff. Cool. And we do talk about um, other zombie shows. From time to time, and sometimes other shows too. Um, we're not that strict about it, just being The Walking Dead, especially during the downtime of the show when they go on break. So we do, but them talk about other shows.
1: Cool, awesome. All right, so that is that. Uh, we'll we'll let you go because it's uh, getting late. So don't want to keep you any longer. But really, thank you so much for coming back on and. Uh,
0: yes, thank you. You
1: know, delivering just a. Uh, another great episode because, uh, you're definitely going to be one of the staples for the podcast. So I feel like it's going to be every other season. I feel like that would be a a cool tradition. So, uh, season five, we'll get you back on and, uh, pull another Morgan because Morgan does that. He does for a little bit. He does season one, he does season three, he does season five and, (laughs) and then he's a regular. Um, so yeah. But maybe that'll change. Maybe we'll have you back on sooner than that. But definitely for season five, want to get you back on just to keep the tradition going.
2: Sounds great. Um, thank you so much for having me. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Aww. Y'all are awesome.
1: Thank you. All right. I'll thank talk to you. you soon, Amanda.
2: Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.
1: All right. So she is out of the room. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Yeah. Ew. Um, Yeah. So great episode. Killer Within. Classic. It's an all-timer for me. Uh, and we're going to get out of here. <laughs> where so, do you go? Yeah. Pff, I don't know where we're going to go. Where do you want to go? I don't know. Where do you want to go? I don't know where you want to go. You wanna go. <laughs> Maybe you need to like blow your nose or something. <laughs>
0: oh my God. I've, I've had to blow my nose this whole time.
1: <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> all right so anyways guys uh thank you so much for listening please share the podcast do that for us it would be amazing we love all of you send in your voicemails answer our questions i'm sure there's a poll or something attached to this episode do that and in the meantime (laughs) and in between time until we talk to you next time bring Bring your your own pants pants.
0: oh lori took off her pants (laughs) lori did take off her pants